Welcome to Zichu Daf Simani Member by Ram Goldai, and there was Zechus Baba Kama Daf Kuf Base. The ninth parak goes on eighteen. Today we reach a very big milestone in this Daf Yomi Maksur. This is about one thousand five hundred. Mazel Tov to all of the Daf Yomi for winning the Daf day after day for such a long stretch of time, and a special Mazel Tov to our Zichu members who joined us at the start of the Maksur, who now have one thousand five hundred baht organized in their minds with Simanim, holding on to a grand total of 4,500 topics in Shas. Today's daf has been generously sponsored by Mr. and Mrs. Arn and Raquel Brody, Nishmas Miriam Gittobas, Rav Shlomo Zev Yosef, Mirim Neshama Heaven Aliyah. So the three topics are going to focus on them. When the Gemara established that wood is not subject to Kedusha Shvi's because its benefit, baking, is after its consumption, when it's burnt into coals. It asks that oily wood may be used for a torch, where the benefit and consumption are simultaneous, and Rava answered, Stam Eitzimah Hasaka Hen Wood generally stands for fuel usage and not light, and it therefore possesses no Kedusha Shvi's even when he collects it for light. The Gemara says this is a Machokas Anayim. One time it says Shemitah fruit may not be used lo lo neither for a soaking pool of flax, nor for a laundering pool, even where it was picked for that purpose. But Rabbi Yossi says it is permitted when it was picked for it. The Rabban Darshan L'Achla, to eat, to exclude these uses, but Rabbi Yossi Darshan's Lechem, for you, L'Chosarchem, meaning for all your needs. The Rabban say that Lechem includes uses similar to eating where the benefit and consumption are simultaneous, as opposed to laundering. Rabbi Yossi says lachla excludes lumulugma, using for a medicinal plaster. He holds that laundering is included, because it is common to all people, as opposed to plaster, which is only needed for the sick. Point number two is Tana Bray said that if someone gave a shuliach money to buy wheat, to sell at a higher price and split the profits, and instead the shuliach bought barley, or the reverse, in pachasu pachasu lo, if they depreciated, they depreciated for the shuliach, and if they appreciate it, they appreciate it for him, meaning the shuliach takes all losses and gains and repays the investor's capital. Another Brisa says they divide the profits, but the Shlich takes all losses. Rabbi Yochan explains that the first Brisa is Rabbi Meir, who taught in Daf Kuf, Amad Beis, regarding dyeing wool the wrong color. The one who deviates from instructions is deemed a guzzlin. Therefore, this Shlich acquires the produce with the stolen money. The second Brisa is Rabbi Yudah, who disagrees. Boaz says that even Rabbi Meir only considers him a gazm regarding something fit for the owner's personal use, so he's particular about his instructions. However, if the purchase was made for commerce as an investment, the owner is not particular about his instructions, provided the investment yields a gain. Therefore, both prices can be Rabbi Meir, where the first is a purchase for consumption, and the second is a purchase for commerce. And point number three, in the West, meaning Eretz Yisrael, they mocked Rabbi Yochanan's interpretation that the second price is also discussing a significant deviation from his instructions. According to Rabbi Yehuda, how does the investor acquire a share of the grain when the shuliach disobeyed him? Who informed the owner of the wheat that he should transfer wheat to the owner of the money instead of the shuliach? Rosh Mubar Sasrati challenged this reasoning, arguing that even when a shuliach purchases wheat as he was told, no one informed the seller to transfer wheat to the investor. Riyalbo answered that when he purchased wheat as he was told, shlichusi kavit, he is performing his shlichus, the kibaha and it's considered like the homeowner, meaning the investor himself, so he may perform a transaction on the investor's behalf. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara established that wood is not subject to Kedusha Shvis because its benefit, baking, is after its consumption, burning into coals. It asks that oily wood may be used for a torch, where the benefit and consumption are simultaneous, and Rava answered, Stam hen omdin. Wood generally stands for fuel usage and not light, and it therefore possesses no Kedusha Shvis, 
even when he collects it for light. The Gemara says this is a machokas the naim. One time it says shmitah fruit may not be used lo kavusa, neither for a soaking pool of flax nor for a laundering pool, even where it was picked for that purpose. But Rabbi Yossi says it is permitted when it was picked for it. The Rabban darshan l'achla to eat to exclude these uses, but Rabbi Yossi darshans lechem for you lechosarchem, meaning for all your needs. The Rabban say that lechem includes uses similar to eating, where the benefit and consumption are simultaneous, as opposed to laundering. Rabbi Yossi says Lachla excludes Lumulugma, using for a medicinal plaster. He holds that laundering is included, because it is common to all people, as opposed to plaster, which is only needed for the sick. Point number two is Tana Bryce that if someone gave a shaliach money to buy wheat, to sell at a higher price and split the profits, and instead the shaliach bought barley, or the reverse, in Pachasu, Pachasu, lo, if they depreciated, they depreciated for the shaliach, and if they appreciate it, they appreciate it for him, meaning the shaliach takes all losses and gains and repays the investor's capital. Another Brisa says they divide the profits, but the Shlich takes all losses. Rabbi Yochan explains that the first Brisa is Rabbi Meir, who taught in Daf Kuf, on a base, regarding dyeing wool the wrong color. The one who deviates from instructions is deemed a guzzlin. Therefore, this Shlich acquires the produce with the stolen money. The second Brisa is Rabbi Yehuda, who disagrees. Baza says that even Rabbi Meir only considers him a gazm regarding something fit for the owner's personal use, so he's particular about his instructions. However, if the purchase was made for commerce as an investment, the owner is not particular about his instructions provided the investment yields a gain. Therefore, both prices can be Rabbi Meir, where the first is a purchase for consumption and the second is a purchase for commerce. And point number three, in the West, meaning Eretz Yisrael, they mocked Rabbi Yochanan's interpretation that the second price is also discussing a significant deviation from his instructions. According to Rabbi Yehuda, how does the investor acquire a share of the grain when the shliach disobeyed him? Who informed the owner of the wheat that he should transfer wheat to the owner of the money instead of the shliach? Shmobar Sasratya challenged this reasoning, arguing that even when a shliach purchases wheat as he was told, no one informed the seller to transfer wheat to the investor. Riyabo answered that when he purchased wheat as he was told, shlichusi kavit, he is performing his shlichus, the kibahabaistam, and it's considered like the homeowner, meaning the investor himself, so he may perform a transaction on the investor's behalf. All right, so now we go to Simon Daf Kubais, and our standard Simon is a cave. A cave. So here goes. The man who lived in a cave, busy soaking flax in a pool of juice of Shemitah produce, picked specifically for that purpose, who had been disappointed when the shlich he sent to purchase wheat returned with barley, was happy to learn that his other shlich carried out his shlichas as instructed and purchased wheat, as he was considered like the investor himself. Once again, it's slow motion. The man who lived in a cave, cave, that must move on Daf Kubais. The man who lived in a cave, busy soaking flax in a pool of juice of Shemitah produce, picked specifically for that purpose, which reminds us, the more brings the Malchokas Tanaim of Shemitah produce may be used for soaking flax or laundering if it was picked for that purpose. So the man who lived in a cave, busy soaking flax in a pool of juice of Shemitah produce, picked specifically for that purpose, who had been disappointed when the shlich he sent to purchase wheat returned with barley, which reminds us, a price that teaches that if someone gave a shlich money to buy wheat to sell at a higher price and split the profits, and instead the shlich bought barley or the reverse, in bachasu bachasu lo, if they depreciated, they depreciated for the shlich, and if they appreciated, they appreciated for him, meaning the shlich takes all losses and gains and repays the investor's capital. Another price says they divide the profits, but the shlich takes all losses. Rabbi Yochan explains that the first Price is Rabbi Meir, who taught on Daf Kuf on a base regarding dyeing wool the wrong color, that one who deviates from instructions is deemed a gazlan. Therefore, this shliach acquires the produce with the stolen money.
So the man who lived in a cave, busy soaking flax in a pool of juice of Shemitah produce, picked specifically for that purpose, who had been disappointed when the shulich he sent to purchase wheat returned with barley, was happy to learn that his other shulich carried out his shulichas as instructed and purchased wheat, as he was considered like the investor himself, which reminds us in the West, in Eretz Yisrael, they mocked Rabbi Yochanan's interpretation that the second price is also discussing a significant deviation from his instructions. According to Rabbi Yehuda, how does the investor acquire a share of the grain when the shulich disobeyed him, who informed the owner of the wheat that he should transfer wheat to the owner of the money instead of the shulich? Rav Shmuel Bar Sasrati challenges reasoning, arguing that even when a shulich purchases wheat as he was told, no one informed the seller to transfer wheat to the investor. Rav Yavo answered that when he purchased wheat as he was told, he performed a shulichus, and is considered like the Baal the investor himself, so he may perform a transaction on the investor's behalf. So once again, the man who lived in a cave, busy soaking flax in a pool of juice of Shemitah produce, picked specifically for that purpose, who had been disappointed when the shulich he sent to purchase wheat returned with barley, was happy to learn that his other shulich carried out his shulichas as instructed and purchased wheat, as he was considered like the investor himself. Alright, so now it's time for Four Blabach Hazar. Dav Tzadiches. So the Simon Dav Tzadiches relates to Schok, and we use a clown. So here goes. The clown routine. Clown? That must be more Dav Tzadiches. Schok. The clown routine featuring one clown knocking another clown's hand so that his coin fell into the clear waters of the Yamagado, which reminds us, Rabbi said, Hazork Yamagado Patr, one who throws his fellow's coin into the Mediterranean Sea is exempt from paying because it can be retrieved. Rush explains that although the owner has to pay divers to retrieve it, that damage is indirect. It's grama. This is only if the water is clear where the coin is visible, but if it was thrown into murky waters, he's liable because it's considered lost. So if the clown routine featuring one clown knocking another clown's hand so that his coin fell into the clear waters of the Yamagado, followed by the second clown taking revenge and burning the first clown's star and laughing that he only burned a mere paper of his, which reminds us, Rabbi said, One who burns his fellow's loan document is Pater. Although the lender cannot collect his loan, the one who burned the star can say, I burned a mere paper of yours and did not directly damage the loan, but destroyed his proof. Even Rabbi Shimon who holds, something that causes a benefit of money, is like money only holds this way, with something that is inherently money, such as an animal, which became hectic, or chametz, which became asbahanav to Pesach, but would agree that a star, which has no inherent value, is not considered money. So the clown routine featuring one clown knocking another clown's hand, so that his coin fell into the clear waters of the Yamagado, Followed by the second clown taking revenge and burning the first clown's star, and laughing that he only burned a mere paper of his, concluded with the third clown pretending to be a carpenter who broke the box he made for the first two and saying, Uman Kona, which reminds us, if one gave a carpenter wood to make a box, and after making it, he broke it, he's exempt from paying the value of the finished product. The more explains, Uman Kona, a craftsman acquires the improvement to a Kli resulting from his work, and ordinarily sells that share to the owner when it's complete. Therefore, when it breaks, the owner's loss is only the original wood he owned, not the increased value. Dav Tzaditess. The similar Dav Tzaditess is a cheetah. So here goes. The craftsman who is still waiting after sunset to be paid for stamping cheetah spots. Cheetah. That must be on Dav Tzaditess. Cheetah. The craftsman who is still waiting after sunset to be paid for stamping cheetah spots on the garment. He returned to the customer, which, which reminds us, the Gemara seeks to disprove that a craftsman acquires utensils improvement from a price of discussing prohibition of delaying a laborer's wages overnight. If a craftsman completed work on a cloak given to him and informed the owner but did not return the cloak, the owner does not transgress the prohibition even ten days later. However, if he returned the cloak midday, 
As soon as the sun sets on him, he transgresses Baltalin. The prohibition of a laborer's wages shall not remain overnight with you, because the wages are owed as soon as the cloak is returned. The Gemara answers that he was hired to stamp on the cloth a ma for each stamping, meaning he's paid for his acts and not the cloth's improvement, so he does not acquire it. So the craftsman was still waiting after sunset to be paid for stamping cheetah spots on the garment. He returned to the customer, was approached by a wealthy woman who gave him some gold and told him to make a gold ring with a cheetah on it, and she'll become married to him, which reminds the Gemara suggests that the question of umen konech b'shevach chli is a malkogas A woman handed gold to a craftsman and said, make for me bracelets, earrings, or rings with it, and in return I'll become married to you. Ramirez says she's married as soon as he makes him and gives him to her, but the Chamusei, as the Gemara explains, that he must give her other money, but this jewelry would not affect Kedushin. The Gemara assumes everyone holds that wages become owed from the beginning of the work until the end, and that Kedushin made with a loan is ineffective. Since each Puta's worth of work would become owed to the laborer as it's done, accumulating debts to the craftsman giving her the finished product would not affect Kedushin. So the craftsman was still waiting after sunset to be paid for stamping cheetah spots on the garment. He returned to the customer, was approached by a wealthy woman who gave him some gold and told him to make a gold ring with a cheetah on it, and should become married to him. After she decided not to marry the expert shochet, who improperly shechted an animal, rendering it unavailable. Which reminds us, Shmuel said, Tabach an expert shochet, who was given an animal to shecht, and he ruined it by shechting it improperly, rendering it unavailable. He's chayv to pay the owner. He's a damager, and he's negligent. It's like the owner said to him, shech for me here, the tracheal esophagus, and he shechted him from a different place. The second phrase adds that even if he shechted it for free, he's still chayv for his negligence. Daf kuf. So the simon daf kuf is a kof, a monkey. So here goes. The circus monkey, monkey, that must more on daf kuf, kof. The circus monkey standing under Alifnima sure is a din sign, giving a female monkey bananas for wrongly evaluating the validity of her coin, which reminds us, the previous stuff relates an incident in which a woman showed a dinner to Rebichia, who told the coin was good, and she accepted it based on his judgment. She returned the next day and said that she was told it was a bad coin and could not use it as currency. Rebichia told Rav to exchange it for her and to write into his ledger, Din Asik Bish, this is a bad occupation, meaning taking losses needlessly for advice he should not give. The Gemara wonders why Rabbi was liable since he was a great enough expert to be exempt. And it answers, He went beyond the letter of the law in compensating her, for he was indeed exempt. So the circus monkey standing under a Lifnim Meshuras Adin sign, giving a female monkey bananas for wrongly evaluating the validity of her coin, saw another monkey wearing a Din Garmi cap, swinging towards him, holding paper that said, You are Chayav to pay, which reminds us, Reishulakish showed the Adin to Rebbe Lazar, who told him it was a good coin. Reishulakish told him he was relying on him and explained that if it were found to be bad, Rebbe would be responsible to exchange it. This is because Reish Lakish rules like Reb Meir, Doing Dinah de Garmi, who judges the law of Garmi obligating payment for certain cases of indirectly causing damage. So the circus monkey standing under a Lifnim Meshuras Adin sign, giving a female monkey bananas for wrongly evaluating the validity of her coin, saw another monkey wearing a Din Garmi cap swinging towards him, holding a paper that said, You are Chayev to pay, and flying over a third monkey dying wool black that was meant to be dyed red, which reminds us that the next mission states that if one gave a dire wool to dye red for him, and he dyed it black, or the reverse, Rabbi Meir says, no samro, he pays him the wool's original value, because Rabbi Meir considers his deviation from his instructions as stealing the wool, so he acquires it with his shinui of coloring. But Yudah disagrees and says he pays either the dyer's expenses or the wool's improvement, whichever is less. Daf Kuf Alf. So the similar Daf Kuf Alf is a bird collar that goes ka ka. So here goes. The bird collar, bird collar, that must be more in Daf Kuf Alf. A bird collar who goes ka ka. 
The bird caller who blew his whistle as two birds held up his stolen sweater to see if the stolen die was still present in it, which reminds us. The more asked the question, Yesh Shevach Samani Mahatzemer, is the improvement of dye in the wool considered something material or not? Rashi explains the question is if Chazusa Milsi, appearance, is a significant matter, making the dye still considered present. Since stolen dye must be returned, the case must be where one stole wool and dye belonging to the same person, and he dyed the wool with it and then returned the dyed wool. If Yesh Shavach Samanim al Gabitzemer, the dye is still considered present, he has returned everything he stole, but if not, he must pay for the stolen dye. So the bird call who blew his whistle as two birds held up a stolen sweater to see if the stolen dye was still present in it, had a jacket that had been dyed with the peels of orla fruit set afire because Chazusa Milsihi, which reminds us it was stated in the Mishnah Begeshitzvoba Klipe Orla Yidalik, a garment which was dyed with the peels of orla fruit should be set afire. This proves Chazusa Milsi appearance is considered a significant matter and the orla is still considered present. So the bird call who blew his whistle as two birds held up a stolen sweater to see if the stolen dye was still present in it, had a jacket that had been dyed with the peels of orla fruit set afire because Chazusa Milsihi, using wood which has no Kedusha Shviz, since its benefit is after its consumption, which reminds us, the Gemara deals with the question if wood is subject to Kedusha Shviz and answers that the Pasuk says, La'achla, to eat, teaching, Kedusha Shviz applies to produce whose benefit and consumption coincide, like food. This excludes wood whose benefit, the baking, is after its consumption, meaning after the wood is reduced to coals. All right, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which step do the case of one sending a shulich to buy wheat to sell and the shulich fulfills the shulich as he acts on the investor's behalf? That's on Duff. Kuf base. Good number two, which step do if a gazan stole a palm tree and cut it into logs, he does not acquire them since they're still called palm tree logs? That's on Duff. Good number three. Which of the owner of a craftsman returned a cloak at midday? As soon as the sun sets, the owner is over. On Baltaling, that's on Duff. Tzaditas. Good number four. Which of the owner of the Remer holds of Dingarmi obligating payment in certain cases of indirect damage? That's on Duff. Kuf. Good number five. Which of the owner of the Rabhuna holds that a coin that is nipsa means it is disqualified by the government to use? That's on Duff. Good number six. Which would be the case of one sending a shulich to buy wheat to sell on the market and he returned with barley? That's on Duff. Kuf base. Good number seven. Which would be the question whether yesh shavach samanim ad semer is the improvement of dye on the wool considered something material? That's on Duff. Kufav. Good number eight. Which would be the one who throws his fellow's coin into the yamagadol is potter from pain because it can be retrieved as the water is clear? That's on Duff. Good number nine. Which stuff do you if Shemitah products can be used to soak flags if it was specifically picked for that purpose? That's on Duff. Kuf base. Good number ten. Which stuff do you the garment that was dyed with Klipe Orla should be set afire, proving Chazusa Milsihi appearance is considered a significant matter? That's on Duff. Kufov. Excellent. That comes today's year. This is everybody. Ram Goldhar from Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.